Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson and his name is... Goodface Sam Delaney. Sam. New nickname that's been going Goodface around. Goodface Sam Delaney. Yeah, a lot of people have been calling me that because of my good face. How many people has th- been well, calling you that? Ricky the producer um, has uh, yeah. called me that this morning. Ricky's just left, so yeah. we can't verify that you from Ricky. You heard him say it. He said, pull the microphone towards your good face. Mm. And I just think it fits with me. Good face. Hmm. People see me, they think that's a good face. Doesn't mean it's a handsome face, although no. some people might say it was. But no. e- whatever, it depends on what your tastes are. Yeah. But either way, it's a good face. It's a face, I'll give it that. It's a face that people think, oh, that's a face. Yeah, there's that's a face a, there, they say. For one reason or another, that's a face I'll remember. That's a good face. Good face, Sam So Delaney. a memorable face. Memorable face, Sam Delaney. Mm, good face. Okay. Uh, got a couple of things, Andy, that I want to update you on before we plunge Jesus. balls deep into the football. Go on, I want to get them in now before I forget. Right. Um, my brother, Cass, the one who regular listeners will know, is what you might call a bit of a busy cunt around Queen's Park Rangers' home ground of Loftus Road. This is the one who still goes in the executive bit, even though he can't afford a picture. Uh, but they uh, like him because he adds character. They like him because he's, a, yeah, he's colourful. <laughs> yeah. He is a colourful man. Because he spends heavily in the bar. He once told me that if he writes an autobiography, he's going to call it, I crammed a lot in. Like That's the story of his life. That's the way to live. Yeah. So anyway, he is a lifelong level 42 fanatic. Why and, does this not surprise me? And he got tickets for seeing level 42 last night. He got a box at the Royal Albert Hall. You can see the way he lives his life. I can, yeah. He lives it. And did he get it on the cheap, on the on the sort of proviso that probably. he would spend heavily in the bar? He, I think he, he probably <laughs> approaches negotiations for all of these things he does in the same way as that Fulham owner who tried to buy Wembley. <laughs> Hello, yeah. is that the Albert Hall? Yeah. yeah. I, I had level 42 of playing there. Yeah. Now listen, <laughs> I fancy a box. <laughs> Let's talk turkey. I tell you what, I've got, a, I've got a ring binder full of receipts from previous events I've been to showing my expenditure in the bar and leisure areas. <laughs> you don't was... necessarily, you're not going to make any money off me from the executive <laughs> box itself, but look, look on the side, that's where the money comes in. Look, Trust me. Look at the bigger picture. <laughs> so he got that and we went down there and it was actually great. And uh, they were a great band, Level 42. And this isn't the main point of the story, but I will tell you... Well, what I'll tell you first is is that I got a message from him on Monday night, mm-hmm. and it was late. It was about ten past ten. Now, I'm almost always either in bed or getting ready for bed, usually reading Kevin Keegan's memoir Re- or something Ready to go to similar. sleep and rest your memorable face. My memorable face needs rest, or it doesn't, it doesn't stay good. So... <laughs> The, the phone rings, and if you get a phone from any cunt at that time, I'm like, forget about it. But if it's from him, yeah. you fucking know the nature Something's of the call. Something's gone off. You know the nature of the call, and you think, fuck this, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I pick up the voicemail. Sam is Cass. 
I know you think leaving voicemails is really old-fashioned, because I'm always going, why do you leave voicemails, mate? No one fucking leaves voicemails. It's 2018, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. But I'm going to fucking leave one for you anyway, see how you like that. So Power player. Really aggressive. He sends me a text, a follow-up text, right, because he's so um, outraged that I haven't got straight back to him. Text left you a message. So, yeah. <laughs> he sent me a text, right, after leaving a voicemail, and... It goes, I've got a really great story for that podcast you do about me. Right? <laughs> One thing you should know about Do you Cass, do another podcast? He's so old-fashioned, right? He's such... He, that he He's only... He's seven years older than me, so he's like, what, 51, right? And, uh, fi- no, 50. Maybe he's 50. Anyway, he... He, uh... He's, he doesn't know what a podcast is. He's mm. got no fucking idea, mm. you know? He lives in a different world. He sort of lives in... It's forever 1984 in his life. Sounds right. right. Yeah, it's not bad. And he... Uh, and my other brother, Theo, has told him, oh, yeah, Sam's told quite a few stories about you, like falling <laughs> asleep in the nunnery, fighting John Gregory, <laughs> fighting John Terry, etc., etc. Right? And so he's thought, oh... And the other thing about Cass is, in his head, he thinks he's sort of famous. He's one of those blokes who's not famous, but in his head, he thinks he is, right? God. So he's got it into his head that I do a a podcast. He doesn't know what podcast is. Yeah. My brother said to him, first said to him, it's sort of like a radio show. So he's like, But we're swearing it. So, yeah, without without any kind of sense of surprise, he thought, right, yeah, so Sam does a radio show about... Probably on Radio 1. ...about me probably the Radio 1 breakfast show. After Simon Bates or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Before so, Gary Davis. <laughs> really casually thinks that. She's going, I've got a great story for that podcast you do about me. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. He goes, I won't give her away all details, but it does involve the Sheffield Wednesday chairman. So I must admit, I was excited by that. But I resisted coming back. I thought it can wait till we're at level 42. So between the Blow Monkeys, who were the warm-up act? Oh, but they were good as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were not bad. They weren't, yeah, they were not bad. I mean, I am a fan of their output. The oeuvre. Yeah. Um, but they were only not bad. They were not bad, oh. to be honest. They weren't brilliant. Okay. Um, Let's write that down. Blue Monkeys seem to have lost it. Well, no, I didn't say they'd lost it. I just said they weren't bad. We can draw anyway, conclusions from that. Carry on. I said, right, what's all this about Sheffield Wednesday? He's going, well, oh, I must admit... I was at the game, on, I think it was Tuesday night, QPR Sheffield Wednesday, goes, I, and he goes like this, I must admit, I had had quite a few drinks. And he says it in this way as if, like, you're like, well, yeah, of course, you, you're Casper <laughs> Delaney, you're at a football game. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he tried to pass it off. As, it's because I was sitting next to Chris. I don't know who Chris is, but I'm supposed to understand that. Yeah. It's because I was sitting next to Chris. Yeah. So we were really pissed. Is Chris like a drink, does he? Yeah, I mean, who the fuck's Chris, but whatever. Piss Chris. Right? Like, what? Well, yeah, I'll, because Chris was forcing booze into you. <laughs> yeah, you know what Chris is like. He's a feeder, right? <laughs> So he's gone. <laughs> anyway, I decided to go out for a fag at full time. Because <laughs> he will never leave at full time because you get all like cheese and nibbles. Well, exactly, and yeah. Of That's just the beginning. The match is just a, a, yeah, like, a taste. Oh, of- I went out for a fag. I went to uh, the, the lady who runs it. I went, Do you mind if I just nip out for a fag? I'm coming back in though. And she <laughs> said. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. Go out there. Actually, funnily enough, the Sheffield Wednesday chairman's just done the same. Cass has gone like Scooby Doo. <laughs> His ears have gone up, right? He's like, interesting. Opportunity. Interesting. So he's fucking walked out and he says, I've seen him. He's, he goes, he's a little Thai fella. And he's in a suit and it's all crumpled. He goes, and he's smoking 
really quickly and rubbing his head all stressed. <laughs> so I've gone straight up to him and I've gone, hello, mate, do you own Sheffield Wednesday? And he's gone, yes. Right, and, and he's going, it was very broken English, to be honest. But So I spoke slowly to him and I said, right, did you, when you bought it, did you buy it to make money? Is that why you did it? Was he talking to him like yeah. how people talk to foreigners, like speaking yeah. slowly and, and he went straight, And also he just went straight into these questions. Like, did you buy it to make money? He's just lost 3-0, this guy, right? So he's looking really stressed. He went, and he goes, he's looked at me all sad in his eyes. By the way, I've since found out this bloke's called Dej von Chansiri. I don't okay. know if that's correct pronunciation. And Dejon said, well... He goes, I oh know, that's it. He's gone, I'm Casper, by the way, right? And he's gone, oh, Casper. He's gone, I did buy it. In, he said, originally, I bought it as an investment to make money. He went, but now I've become emotionally attached to it. <laughs> and Casper went, yeah, well, that's how it is with football sometimes. He went, but I will tell you this. We've played a lot of shit teams this season, and you're by no means the worst, so I wouldn't worry too much, right? And he said, he then looked up at me and he went, Casper, what should I do? <laughs> Cass again, just as Cass thinks that I do a radio show about him, he didn't for a moment think, that's weird that he's asking me, just a drunk a man, stranger. a random stranger hanging around in the fag area. Stinking right? a drink. He just was like, yeah, well you come to the right man. And he started telling him a few things about the team and where it needed strength. And he goes, yeah, you've got to get through to January, then I'd invest if I were you. And he started telling him the positions he thought he should invest it in. And then he reckons that Dej von Chan said to him, it cost me much, much money and did the finger thing where you rub your thumb against your fingers. You know, the universal signal yeah. for money. He goes, but it'll cost me much, much money, Casper. And Casper shrugged and gave it like, well, that's football, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it and uh, I said yeah well never call me again and leave voicemails for me that, that late at night yeah. but yeah that is a good story yeah and uh, I said, I will be telling that on the radio show. I'll do it in the handover with Gary Davis. Went, oh, yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> Two uh, things arise from that, that anecdote. Mm. One, why did Casper not get himself some work as a consultant with uh, Sheffield that's Wednesday? That's definitely what... It, I mean, he admitted that was what he was sort of playing for. Oh, right. The, the offer hasn't come yet. Right. I don't know if Cas left him his business did, did, card. Were exchanged? No. I don't know if Casper left him his business card, which says... Casper Delaney Esquire, colourful character yeah. and football consultant. <laughs> Entrepreneur. <laughs> Dream, Se- Dreamweaver. Secondly, if that doesn't come off, then could we possibly get Casper and the Sheffield Wednesday chairman on a future episode of this podcast? Oh, that would be fucking great, wouldn't it? I mean, weirder things have happened. If we, yeah, When we get into Keegan's uh, book, which I keep mentioning, basically, it's not... Honestly, it's not a million miles away from what happened when Mike Ashley bought Newcastle United. The yeah. sort of people that Mike Ashley put in charge of the club yeah. were not a million miles away from <laughs> basically brother. my brother meeting him, bumping into him and sounding like he knew a few things outside a football ground while they were having a fag. It was like that. But this is what football's all about. Football is littered with people who've got no fucking chances. idea what they're doing. Yeah, chances. Yeah. Who've just wandered into a situation and give it a bit of front. Yeah. And the people with the power and the money have gone, well, he seems to know yeah, what he's talking he about. Yeah. what he's on about. 
I, I haven't mean, got a clue what I'm doing. I mean, fucking look at Sunderland and the mess we got in with our Texan billionaire owner who's yeah. admitted himself since that he was just, like, badly advised by morons. Yeah. And everyone else could see that, but he and, couldn't. And agents, all the agents yeah. you hear about. Agents are just people who manage to weasel their way in with players or players' families yeah. and say, I'll look after you. And then they're just bullshit. They haven't got any qualifications. Yeah. You don't do a degree in being a football agent or anything. It's just, just all fucking flim-flam. Anyway, then the gig uh, went level on, 42. and Level 42 were fantastic. They were a really good band. If you only know them from their hits, uh, which were good, then you don't know the full story, because they actually started out as uh, you know a credible, well-respected sort of funk band, mm. jazz funk band, and they were very good musicians. So it wasn't like one of these sort of... I mean, look, I'll happily go and see some sort of 80s band who are just doing the hits in a kind of weary, let's get it over with way. Yeah. I've been to gigs like that, I don't care. Yeah. But this band are actually really into it, a fucking solid, very good band. Anyway, the, a lot of the songs were good. Are you familiar with the song, The Chinese Way? I am, yes. Now, I don't know if you remember all the lyrics, but uh, it was probably... The, oh, was some of it problematic? The best <laughs> moment of the, the... The whole gig was great. It was one of those rare gigs. I personally think all gigs are too long. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a gig. Even the best gigs I've ever been to in my life, I still would always say could have been a bit shorter. Apart from the gig that we both agree was one of the best we've ever seen. Bananarama. Bananarama. Yeah. Over a year ago, yeah. The gig that I let... I was telling someone last night, that's the gig I walked out of Brian Eno's house to go and see. And he went, why are you leaving early? Because he was doing a thing. And I went, sorry, Brian, got to go seeing Bananarama at the Apollo. And he went, oh, fair enough. Yeah, can I come? Um, yeah, so it was... It, it, this was a fantastic gig. And it, it was it was actually wasn't too long. It was really... It was, you know, I was a bit gutted when it was over. Anyway, there was lots of high points. The best bit was probably remembering the Chinese way. Now, Mark King, who's a top bloke, the lead singer and lyricist... Yeah, he is. He kind of acknowledged with a grin before he began the song <laughs> that it wasn't his greatest lyrical moment. <laughs> I'll tell you a few of them. The Chinese way. Take a journey back in time... Leave the Western world behind. Cross the mountains to Peking, where the paper lanterns gently swing. <laughs> the Chinese way. Who knows what they know? The Chinese legend grows. This is the best bit. My eyes wide open. I feel a breeze. Words softly spoken in Cantonese. Oh, what a rhyme. Lovely. Great rhyming. Uh, and it goes on like that. I mean, there was a fascination with the Orient in 80s pop, wasn't there? Yeah. Big in Japan, a band actually called Japan. Um, turning China Japanese. China Girl, David Boy. China Girl. There was like, it was like people really didn't know what the fuck was going on over there. Mm. But It had a whiff of exotica about it, didn't it? They were really interested in it, yeah. weren't they? But anyway, there you go. That was the level 42 gig. Football. Yeah? Do you want to talk about football? Sorry, I'm just looking at level 42 lyrics. Oh. Yeah, football. Shall we do our prediction thing? Because it's Friday and it's yeah. um, the weekend of, of, of hot premiership actions coming up. Um, as we know, I had streaked ahead at the top of our prediction league with 19 points. You're on 14 points results, but who I believe might be leaving us to spend a few weeks in the, the other side of the world. What? That's, that's all I'm allowed to say. He's going in the jungle. I believe he's involved in some capacity. Now. 
either as a contestant or as Dex's new sidekick. It could be either of them. No, because totally that's Willoughby, sure. isn't it? He's going to fucking go in with Harry Redknapp. Well, maybe you know he's doing extra the... gutting about that is that I wanted to try and get us in there because in the jungle. You know, yeah, I've got a tax bill looming. Yeah, and that's the best reason to go in. That's why Redknapp's going in. Must be. Got to be something or scouting for something or other. Yeah, and so I did want to. You know, I put I put a few feelers out. Yeah, I, let, of I threw my hat in the ring. Did you ask Brian Eno? Got nothing. But I said I said to Eno. You went through Eno. Can you pull any strings? Right? Can you pull any strings, yeah. Brian? Because I need to fucking get in that jungle. Brian, who do you know at ITV? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he, next year, Sam. Maybe he next said, year. He said, he said, listen, I had the same thing with fucking Brian Ferry. He said, I had Brian Ferry on the phone every year. <laughs> going, I, I want to get in that fucking jungle. The kids love it. The grandkids love it. I love it. <laughs> Brian! Brian, it's, it's furry. Listen, listen. I'm not on about. I'm not ready to try and get Roxy Music back together again. That's dead and buried. We've had the conversation. It's not happening. All right. But something else I need to talk to you about, Brian. I know that you know people at ITV, and I've got a tax bill coming up. So I want you to make a couple of calls if you can. Get me in the jungle. Here's how I'm going to play it. I'm going to be a right cunt. They'll they'll kick me out on day five. Maximum, but I'll still trouser the full feet. I'm looking for 200k. Now, if you can get something to me by the end of the day, Brian, that'll be lovely, and we can forget about that other stuff with Roxy Music because I know I know that's hanging over your head and hanging over your conscience. We can forget all about that. But what I'm saying is, get me in the jungle ASAP. All right, thanks, Brian. <laughs> all the best, Brian Ferry. TTFN. <laughs> Once again, in case you didn't catch it beginning, it's Brian Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, so he's had all of that from yeah. Ferry, and now he's getting it from Delaney, and fucking, while we're all running around trying to get Brian Eno to do the fixing, Results Spot has somehow fucking yeah. slipped in behind our well, backs. Well, that's what he's like, isn't he? I can't wait to see that fucker in a pit full of, like, rats and cocks. One nil. One nil. I'm sorry, results, but if you want to come out, you've got to say, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. One nil. One nil. One nil. Oh, Those rats eat all his circuitry. Yeah, all his wires and that. Mm. This, this is, is it. Right, okay, Brighton versus Wolves. <laughs> Getting back to football. Uh, Brighton versus Wolves at the... Brighton um, are on a roll. Been... Where do they play? The Amex. The Amex Arena. Yeah, yeah it's a good stadium. Uh, they, they won at Newcastle last yeah, weekend, so that's Wol- nice And Wolves them. lost, didn't they? Mm. So, I don't know, man. They just I think could go anywhere, this one. a bit of a run, but I think I'm going to say 1-0. One, 1-1 all. One, one for that one. Uh, I think Brighton are going to go 1-0 again. Fucking hell. Two weeks in a row. I think Wolves' bubble is about to burst. I think they've had that bounce you get when you've had a good team and you've been uh, a really attacking-minded, exciting team in the championship, and in then the you end, keep it going. The reality but it doesn't last. The reality of the yeah. Premier League hits you. It's Huddersfield not all fun did it and a bit last year. Huddersfield yeah. did it for a few weeks, and then it all went tits Team, up. Teams find you out. So I'm saying one 0 Brighton, and obviously results. But I'm not just copying results, but just to try and keep a distance between us. But he also says one 0 one 0 Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Um, Liverpool versus Cardiff. Yeah, Liverpool have triumphed in the Champions League this week. They beat some team. Red Star Belgrade, I think it was, 4-0. Yeah. There's some hot football content for you. I didn't see it. <laughs> I see, I saw a bit, right? And as you know, uh, I have... You know how I have no respect or power or dignity in my household? Yeah. The other night... You're, you're lower than a worm. I'd taken them to fucking Dreamland in Margate. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Mate, it's... Is it it's, good? Yeah. Well, it's 17 quid to get <clears throat> in each. Right. But then it's limitless rides. Okay. If you compare that to like going to Chessington World of Adventures or any other Never been there either. It costs you hundreds of pounds. Really? It's it's fucking ridiculous. How many rides has it got? It's got, it's not as big as those ones, but it's got about, uh, about 15 rides ranging from the babyish ones Mm -hmm. to moderate ones like the Waltzer and and that. And then it's got about five fucking big really big exciting deal, ones shit yourself ones. yeah anyway yeah it was really good go went down my you know our mutual friend dave whitehouse lives down there all right he didn't go on any rides did he come along though he came along stood around like a moody did, teenager yeah, just stood around sulking <laughs> uh but i yeah watched me go on rides <laughs> stood with your kids while you went on the rides. <laughs> yeah 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 it was, it was lovely uh and uh Anyway, so I get back. The fucking drive home took about, like, four hours through bloody South London. Get home, I was in the right dad mood. Right. You know when you've had the kids in the back? It's off-term week. stuck I've in got, traffic. It's off-term week, yeah. I know but what there's a about. special level of dad mood when there's been a long drive mm. and there's been traffic. Yeah. And the missus is navigating and has made a few errors. And the kids have been playing out. And you get in, it's way past their dinner time. Yeah. And there's a lot of fucking tension. Yeah. So I've expressed the rage by coming in, not saying a word, getting out one of my Heineken Zeros from the fridge. (laughs) Dad means business. Dad's hit the drink. Sat down on the sofa and I've just fucking put on BT Sport and started watching Liverpool Red Star Belgrade. And my 11-year-old daughter has literally looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And she's looked at her mum and her mum's at that and they've both had this like look like, What's going on? Yeah. He's had a breakdown. Yeah. He, he's literally having a nervous breakdown in front of us. And it's she power went, player. He's, went, on the, he's on the non-drink and he's yeah. put the telly on. She went, what's all this? And I went, I'm watching the football. <laughs> I was like that. I just looked straight ahead. I'm watching the football. Yeah. And she's like, who are these teams? I went, it's Liverpool Red Star Belgrade. And I tried to say it in a tone of voice as if to say, it's Liverpool Red Star Belgrade. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. As if I was, it was almost like I was saying, you know, it's Real Madrid Versus, it's the it's El Clasico in the Champions League final. So it's Liverpool, Red Red Star Belgrade. She just carried on looking Weasel at me. Move she that. carried on looking at me, and she just went, "I have just had to sit in a car for almost four hours, and you come in and put the football on." And I'm like, "That's exactly why I put the football on. I was the cunt driving the fucking car." 
I got sent to my room after that. <laughs> literally, to your room. literally, he's like, go and watch the football upstairs. That's yeah. what my missus said. Do you not play the card that because you are a sports broadcaster that you have <laughs> to watch, you <laughs> no. have to watch these things for research purposes? If I told them that, like they would literally not believe me. <laughs> what do they think they you do? <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't know what the fuck I do. They'd just be like, no, you're fucking not. I go, yes, I am. Then we get into an argument about that, do they about what I do. Do they assume you're one of them fellows that goes out and leaves his briefcase in a hedge somewhere, mm. then goes to cinema? Yeah, I, I do think that's what they think. Yeah, they don't. They've got no fucking grasp, any of them. But um, yeah, so that was that was my experience of Liverpool Red Star Belgrade. So I think I saw like one goal, right. and then after that, it all went. All Does that give wrong. you any insight into Liverpool versus Cardiff then? For this it's going to be, look, it's fucking, I've never seen a more obvious <clears throat> prediction. This <clears throat> is one that results spot will definitely get wrong because this is nailed on Liverpool 4, Cardiff 0. Woof. Fucking so a re- easy a repeat, peasy. A repeat of the midweek result. We will then. never ma- uh, make an easier prediction all season. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say Cardiff are going to win this 1 0. Oh, fuck off. You maniac. You know, sometimes you've just got to be brave. Yeah, Warnock just doing the most cynical fucking victory. Every no, season, you know one of the promoted teams wins 1-0 at a big a big club. Yeah, but I tell you why you're wrong. Go on, I, I see your rationale, because that does happen. But Warnock, the, the season, the gnarled old fucking cynic that he yeah. is, right? He will not turn up uh, even attempting to win. Allardyce yeah Allardyce would go and no but he'll go there with the intention of losing no <laughs> two, some managers comfortable 2-0 some managers do do that because yeah. they think if I ask them to do anything beyond just roll over yeah then they'll expend energy they will get injuries and they will spoil themselves for the next home game which is the one we should be focusing on yeah right Allardyce does that too I know from many managed rest of them, manage your team too yeah. but but occasionally you'll get a manager like Allardyce who will go, right, I think I've identified a weakness and what we can do is get 10 men behind the ball hmm. for ninety for 89 minutes and then hit them on a break or with a set piece and nick this, right? Warnock won't be d- doing that. Cause 10 Are you men- saying that he's not that... Warnock, Warnock Hurry a date. But it's really, it's really fucking <laughs> He hasn't got that sophistication to be able to pull that off. No, I think that he's a different kind of cynic where he'll think there's a... <laughs> You know, 10 men behind the ball trying to shut the other team down and not let them score mm. for 90 minutes is it, it fucking exhausting and it'll drain it's my players. It'll, dra- it'll drain my players. So, actually, the best thing to do would be to let the other team score. Mm. Don't expend your energy. Keep it down four, Keep it down to four. Let's not fucking get really battered. <laughs> and then we move on. We go again. Yeah. Well, we one again. of us is going to be right. Mm. It's going to be me. Result spot says uh, 1-0 for that one. Yeah. On to your own team, West Ham United. They are away at Leicester City this weekend. Leicester, of course, just got a spanking at Arsenal the other night. Arsenal will keep winning. 11 wins in a row now. Yeah. And everyone says, yeah, they haven't played anybody good yet. So there's two cliches that play here. Weak. I mean, Leicester did fucking... Leicester, I mean, you watched the whole game. Leicester yeah. w- w- were really causing them problems mm. in defence, weren't they? There's two There's two cliches we can look at here. There was, there's the one that says they haven't played anybody good yet. And then there's the other cliche which says there's no such thing as an easy game. Yeah. So true. one of them's wrong. True. And anyway, you said they haven't played anyone good. I mean, you know, when they do come up against the other teams in the top 4-5... Um, 
they can just draw those games. Yeah. They don't have to win all those games they to win the league. they got points in the bag from yeah. all the other games. If, as long as you're winning all those other games, you need to go into those games and sort of try to draw the majority of them and you can still end up winning the league. I may have had an each way bet on Arsenal to win the league. When? A couple of weeks ago. Interesting. 28 to 1. Well, what do we think of Leicester? I think they're a good se- a team. I mean, they're not. Their manager <coughs> is really unpopular amongst the fans, Club even though he's very popular with you. He's one of your favourite men in football. He has got the softest, gentlest, loveliest voice in football today. How could those Leicester fans dislike a man like that? Exactly. No one can. You'd want him. Imagine re- reading your bedtime story. He, he would be a great nursery school teacher. Yeah. He? Hello, exactly. children. Hello, Mr. Puyel. <laughs> Good morning, children. Good morning, Mr. Puyel. Who is going to come up today and say a prayer for the class? They'd all put their fucking hands of up they because would. he'd have them so motivated. Yeah. Anyway. I think we'll get him on as a guest in a future episode. We'll get Le- him to do something. Leicester City. I'm worried about this game. <clears throat> We've lost our last two games 1 0. Hmm. And Leicester City have just got a good team. I know them. I know. You look all the way through the team, they've got a great keeper. They've got the England left back. They've got fucking Maguire and um, Evans in in central yeah. defence. They've still Vardy's still good. They've got this fucking James Madison who's been dynamite since he signed. They're a good fucking side. I think mm-hmm. West Ham are going to lose this two one. Yep, I'm going to go two nil again. Leicester to win that one. Mm. Results bot of course says one nil. Uh, moving on, Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Yeah, I reckon Arsenal will win this. They're going to keep winning, aren't they? It's going to be 12 in a row. Yeah, I, Has think, to be. I think Arsenal are going to win this 2-0. 2-0, you reckon? Palace have gone a bit shit this season. Yeah, they have. Especially away from home, but I think this is going to be a 1-0 to Arsenal. Mm. I think, with results, but same 1-0 to Crystal Palace. <laughs> you fucking tin idiot. <laughs> I mean, is that we've done? That's four. One more. Um, Sunday, Manchester United versus Everton. Hang on, why, why don't we do Do we not do all of them? No, we need to do five. Oh, okay, all right. Chris would be here all day if we did yeah, all of them. Yeah, you're right. Manchester United versus Everton. Uh, could oh. this be the match where Jose Mourinho finally turns it in, loses his job? It's a hard one to predict <clears> this, isn't it? It is I will, I will say this. I felt sorry for him when they lost against Juventus midweek and then he came out and he said you know the the Juventus level the Barcelona level even the Manchester City level is a level we cannot reach and he's only spent 400 million in two years when he's been, while he's been there and Juventus the Juventus in the same period have spent 430 million that's so, a man you know, that's a man who is asking to be fired yeah <laughs> because he is saying he's almost coming out and going I've done a bad job that's yeah. what he's, he's saying he's going I've done a bad job because I've spent all of this money and I'm incapable of making our team yeah. anywhere near the level I mean anywhere near the level of Juventus you can say Real Madrid and Manchester City because at least you can say well they're teams who spend more yeah. which I'm not even sure if that's true but like Juventus Serie A this is not a fucking club that, uh, anymore These are the, this, this is not the fucking 90s or the 80s where they reign supreme you know, Italian sides are fucking skin. Mm. You know, I know they've got Ronaldo, but on the whole, they fucking pick up cheap players. What, what, he's, what he's basically doing, Mourinho, is he's kind of saying, I'm the manager of this branch of Londres, <laughs> but yet I've chosen to put milk bottles filled with my own piss on the shelves. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? 
You know what? He's also and the area manager of Londres is going to come along and go, enough's enough, mate. It was also outrageous about him saying that. Like, we can't reach the level of Juventus. <clears throat> he went and signed Juventus's best player for, for a world yeah. record fee. He went in and he took their best player off yeah. of them and then turns around and goes, we can't be at their level. Well, you just took their <laughs> best player off them, you can't. <laughs> Fucking hell. A um, lot of people, it's got, it's, I've noticed it's become fashionable this week to go on about Lukaku actually being shit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I've, if you look at the goal scoring record last season, he generally only scored goals against shit teams. Yeah, and he didn't really score goal, any against... Goals big, goals. Doesn't matter. If you want to win championships, you've got to win matches against the big teams. And that's when you want your goal scoring. They spent goals. a shitload of money on him. I yeah. mean, that's another fucking fail. If he's not going to... They need, like, in the days when they had the likes of Van Nistelrooy. Mm -hmm. Who was their last great goal scorer? I can't remember. But you look back over the years... Well, they had Van Persie, didn't they? Well, Rooney. Rooney, Van Persie. Before that, they had the likes of Van Nistelrooy, York, Cole, Sheridan, Cantona. These Frank are players, Stapleton. These, these players were fucking um, Peter Davenport, yep. Gary Bertels. <laughs> yeah. These were players who fucking scored in all the fucking games. Yep. All and now the they haven't got that. Norman Whiteside, he was more of a... Was he a midfielder? He was a midfielder, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we digress. I'm saying 2-2 two, two for this one. Remy Moses. <laughs> midfielder. I reckon um, a late equaliser for Everton. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, that's a good You're one. You're just going to copy that, are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm copying that directly. All right, fair yeah. enough. This is it! Right, that's our predictions done. Um, before we wrap up this episode, because by God it's flown by, but that's all you get... Uh, you've got some an announcement to make, I believe, about some good historical significance. Good news, good news. The uh, London, the, the powers that be in the London borough of Richmond-upon-Thames, uh, which is the borough where my school was oh, and yeah. where uh, the local park was <clears> where <throat> Matthew Judkins famously climbed up a tree. I, you know, I tricked him, really. Me and Joe Challenge tricked him into climbing up a tree yeah. after the great storms of 87 shitting into the, the stream below from a great height mm -hmm. and uh, <clears throat> everyone saw him and he got beaten up for it and you know regular listeners all know this story anyway I, I don't know whether it might have been the listeners but because there's been so much attention brought to the park where that happened in Power Park in Sheen and the people um I believe uh, there's been a lot of Japanese bus a, trips and tourists been, yeah, over the summer. A, there's been a lot of tourists. Of I think it's gone in the Lonely Planet about London. Yeah. A lot of uh, fans of the podcast are visiting it like a pilgrimage. Yeah. And the powers that be at the council have finally chosen to mark it with its very own blue plaque. So now if you go to see the tree, yeah. there is a blue plaque um, on the tree that still lays there over the stream and it says, words of it, I'll post the picture because I've got a picture of it. Nice. Words the effect of uh, Matthew Judkin's schoolboy was tricked into doing a shit out of this tree <laughs> in 1987. And I just think it's wonderful. And thank you to everyone who, who listens to the podcast. Did and, the crowdfund or something to pay for this? Or? I think there was a lot of, um, it was one of those petitions, yeah. one of those online petitions. They always work, got yeah, they're good. Got a certain amount yeah. of signatures, and in the end, you can force a council to do a blue plaque. Yeah. And, they, and they've and they done it on this tree that Matthew Jokin shout out of, and I think that's lovely. So you can tweet that out at TF Time Machine. I'll tweet that out at TF account. Time Machine. We've, also got, a, Man, we've yeah. also got a Facebook page as well that about three people follow. Yeah, mate, we want to get some more videos up. Of what? Well, first of all, on my uh, lamented and award-winning 
uh, satirical news show, Sam Delaney's News Thing, yeah. on which you were an occasional guest. Yeah. Uh, there, what about the time when I sang you the song Mandy by Barry Manilow, but changed the words to Andy? <laughs> yeah. That's something that people might like to see. Yeah, I'll put that up as well. Once the furore dies down about the plaque, mm. maybe Tuesday or something, I'll put that up as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I think there's other videos. I think there's videos that people want to see. And also, m- remember, I've got a good face. You have, yeah, Sammy, a memorable pe- face. People want to see Sammy good face. The, the, hearing their voice isn't enough. Sometimes people want to see the good face, so we need more videos. Have you considered uh, getting in touch with Brian Eno and see if we can get used thing back on ITV, maybe, through his contacts? Brian, <laughs> I've had a rest. I've taken stock. It's time for me to get back in the saddle. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want to over. I want to take Rossi off the air and stick Sandalini's news thing in its place. Why? Why are you doing your voice like that when we all know what your voice is like? That's just how I talk to Brian Eno. It's oh, the only way okay. he responds. Okay, mm. you got to talk like Ferry. Yeah. Right before we go, news without news. Three headlines for you. <clears throat> Mark them out of ten for me, if you would, Sam. Uh, This has been quite a popular one. You might have seen this one. Gay penguins successfully hatch baby chick and take turns to care for it. I hadn't heard that. Uh, That's a lovely story. I'll give that a nine. Nice. Okay. Dundee couple found asleep with sex toy and custard creams nicked from neighbour. Also a lovely story. Nine. For different reasons. Yeah. And finally, uh, quite Halloween-y this one. Angry cave ghost attacks man as spirit mist passes through his body before disappearing into shadows. <laughs> ten. That's a ten. There ten, it is. Of course, I mean, anything to do with ghosts, as we talked about, and we must remember, let's not forget, before we leave, we still have the intention of going to my friend's haunted house in Pontefract yeah, to do have. a show live from there. We might see some spirit mist while we, we're there. We should do a Halloween from there. It'll be booked up for Halloween, yeah, surely. Well, Jesus, maybe next year. Trick or treating anyway, haven't Yeah, I? me too. Spirit mist or ectoplasm. Blah. All right, that's it from Top Flight Time Machine. We're going to be back on uh, Monday with some more of this post-weekend stuff. And then uh, another episode of The Keen Odyssey next Wednesday. So keep tuning in or downloading whatever the fuck it is you do. All that shit. Thanks for listening, etc., etc. Bye-bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.